to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. Today we'll be looking at Ephesians again in Ephesians chapter 3. On the way here though, we drive from Gordonton out to Huntley and on the way here there's a golf course and we're driving there and it's pouring down with rain but it's completely packed out like everyone's playing golf and I was driving there thinking am I this passionate about coming to church these guys are so passionate about golf in the rain and I want to be that passionate about coming to church amen no <laughs> so we'll be looking at Ephesians chapter 3 and this is a beautiful prayer that Paul writes to the Ephesians but indirectly, it's written to us as well. There's a lot in there. I want to read it and share some thoughts that I've been thinking about throughout the week. So we can start by reading from chapter 3, verse 14. Paul writes, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth knows his name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power, through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and founded in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, to the measure of all the fullness of God. Amen. The key, the first of all, I want to have a look at verse 16. This is one of the riches. He may strengthen you with me as I pray that out of his being. There's sort of three bits here. Strengthen. What kind of strength? Our inner strength. Praying for natural strength. But he, and then he says not. He, Paul's, Paul talks about these two different types. The outwardly and the inwardly. He talks about it in a way. Maybe people who've seen a few more winters than me can testify to that. But if I can say that, but you can tell your outwardly body is just wasting away, but our inwardly, this is this prayer. It's such a Christ-centered prayer. That's why I like it. But Paul tips or box about praying, praying not for us to work out our triceps. Paul writes for God's power to really move in our hearts to strengthen us. That Paul wanted outwardly strength. Corinthians as well is that so we don't lose heart. That's not pray for strength, strength, or weakness. That's an inwardly weakness, is losing heart. But we pray for strength so we can have, not lose heart. God's power, so the key here is prayer for strength. So our inwardly per times, or for our brothers and sisters, we can lift those burdens and also take those risks. We need strength for that. Also to lift up the shield of faith. That extinguishes the flaming arrows of the evil one. Or lift up that sword that we worship today about, as talked about in our worship today, rather. If we know that our war is in the world, and blood, eh? It's against prince and palities, rulers and authorities in the unseen world. And if we're going for a hard time, if we're losing heart and we're feeling weak, what a better time for Satan to come and strike at us. And these are the times where we need to pray for strength supernatural strength from Jesus so we can stand our spirit can stand strong 
So prayer is key here, but also a great focus on truth. Paul is looking at the things seen, but we're looking at the unseen things. What doesn't really sound right, how do we see things that are unseen throughout my Christian journey? It strikes me because I've done some study on Paul's life and gave his life to Jesus. He suffered all the way up to he got beheaded. Well, or somehow he died for his faith. But yet in this passage, what I'm talking about, he says, we don't look at the things seen, we look at the things unseen. And he also says, our troubles are just for a moment, they are light. This is really hard teaching. But Paul being said here as well, I'd say, is that don't share, do, do not, not make your suffering, your struggles. Paul was in the church Paul had a male talk about of believers that could come beside him and help lift his burdens or to times connected greatly into Jesus. So hard man, I folded my paper and it's so hard to stand up now. So oh yeah, that's perfect. Thank you so much. So the next section, what straight after there in verse 17, let me read. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and founded in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Paul uses two images or metaphors that are used throughout the Bible here, being rooted and founded. And I really want to pull from that today. And also this part where it says how wide, how long, how high, how deep. So first of all, I want you to picture a tree. I like to picture an old oak tree. But when a tree is healthy, what does it do with its roots? It sends them out into the depths. And when the tree is healthy, it sends its branches up into the heights. They get higher and higher. When, when we are growing healthily, healthy, <laughs> we're, and we're rooted in the love of Christ, we're sending our roots deeper into Christ and we're growing in our knowledge of him. And as we send our roots deep into Christ, we're sending our branches higher and higher into praise of him as we experience him in our lives. And then this metaphor of founded, our life is like a house. It has a foundation. This is really important. Both width and length is here. Foundations um, spread out. You can't add a room to a house that doesn't have foundations. You need to build foundation for that. You'll never build your Christian house larger in a sense if you don't have foundation for it. So as we live our lives founded on Christ, we find him what? We find him strong and firm. We're building on a rock. We're not building on sand. He's always there supporting us. And that's a glorious outworking of his love that we get in this prayer later on, that's experiencing the fullness of God, what I'll touch on. There's actually, uh, this reminded me on the way driving here, reflecting on this, is a few years ago, I used to go into uh, Spring Hill, uh, maybe twice a month to share with a team kind of thing. And sadly, that doesn't happen anymore. But we were so terrible at singing. We are, I'm a really bad singer. One time I was singing in church and a guy turned around and said, you have the worst voice I've ever heard, you know? But it's good that I'm not singing to him, eh? But we were, I wouldn't really know any songs to um, sing with these guys, except for Jesus, lover of my soul. 
and they somehow all sang along really great. It was, I remember those days. They were really awesome times, seeing these guys who I'd be so timid by out in the open, these huge mongrel mob guys with huge tattoos, and I'd be, oh, scared as. But then when you go in there and they're just so needing some sort of hope or some sort of truth. And then you sing this song and they sing their hearts out and sometimes they're crying and you're just like, wow, God is awesome. But in that song, he says, uh, you've placed my feet upon a rock and now I know that you love me. And this is part of it, is when we're standing on a firm foundation on Jesus and then we experience, wow, Jesus is there for us. He holds all things in his hands we experience this sort of love. It's like head knowledge drops into the heart knowledge. We can read all the stuff, but then when we experience it, our heart for him grows and we can say, oh, I love you. So if your life is like a tree and its roots are going deeper into Christ and you're drawing strength up from him for all those hard times or maybe just the tasks that Jesus has given you and your branches are remaining green, and your branches are going higher and higher into Christ, you're experiencing Christ. So let me just read that section again so we can look at it. Verse 17, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you, being rooted and founded in love, may have power together with all the Lord's people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the measure of the fullness of God. When we go deep with Christ, when we go high with Christ, when we go long with Christ, when we go wide with Christ, our knowledge of him surpasses mere knowledge. It drops into our heart. Our heart grows for him. If you're a follower of Jesus, you really know what I'm talking about here. If you've ever done anything for Jesus, if you've taken a little risk for him, if you've stepped out just a little bit, gone out of your comfort zone a little bit for him, you've had to send your roots deeper into Christ. And then you experience him sending up that strength that you need. A few years ago, I heard through the grapevine, as you do, a friend that I haven't seen for a while, and his mum was dying from cancer. It was terminal. And that night, I just prayed, God, if you want to use me in this situation, use me. Next day, I go along to work, and guess who's there? That guy. What, he was working on a farm and there wasn't enough work, so he came and worked where I was. And he was stuck with me eight hours a day, and he was non-Christian. But it's not all glory to God. God really did something in his heart. And he ended up giving his life to Jesus. And I remember that night laying there just so in awe and praising God for what God had done. And that's stepping out in faith and then realizing, wow, God is so amazing, you know? And we hear all these... You know, they are founded on Jesus, and they're rooted in him, and we go through hard times, and what do we do? We ask for that strength, we look to him, and then God comes through, and we experience what? Peace, ultimately joy, and then ultimately hope. And this is experience the fullness of So how can we experience the fullness of God? The width, the height, the depth of Christ. That is the experience, oh, that's the fullness of God. If you were to take this whole prayer and ask really what's one thing being asked here, it is that we might be filled, looking at it, might be filled Jew and Gentile, one family in Christ, might be filled with the fullness of God. That is experienced as Christians 
of, as Christ dwelling in our heart of Christ's love. A love that surpasses knowledge, so it takes a miracle to know it. What are you whispering about there now? <laughs> it takes a miracle to know it, really. That's why it takes the work of the Holy Spirit. It takes us stepping out into Christ, what Christ is calling us, but also through those hardships, pushing into God. A lot of the time I've heard that suffering is meaningless. And I get that, but I would say suffering is never meaningless if you're a Christian. God, when we give our lives to Jesus, God has taken us out of the potential fire of his wrath and placed us into a refining fire in a sense. So when we push into him through these hard times, we experience him more, our love for him grows. That is our life as well, until we see him in glory again. It's like a spiral up to Jesus. We go through a hard time, we put our faith in him, we find joy, then we, f- oh, we find peace, then joy, and ultimately hope. And that's ever increasing until we see him forever and ever. We're with him forever and ever. So how does it all end? Now to him who is, this is verse 20, sorry. Now to him who is able to do immeasurable more than we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Chapters 1 to 3 in Ephesians is all meets a peak or a climax here with a prayer. This is what's so great about a lot of Paul's writings. He puts all this information, theology, or his, uh, the thinking, and then he always ends with a prayer or climaxes with a prayer. A prayer for God's fullness to be experienced through the love of Jesus. A prayer, a desire, a request for a supernatural work, an answer of prayer. The f- God, uh, that, that God's fullness will be our portion. And also praise. Verses 20 to 21 is all about praise. Praise to the church. Let me remind you what the purpose of all things is. is for God to glorify God through the praises of his people. When we're all pushing into God and we're experiencing the fullness of God, that is the praise of the church, the glory of the church, the praise of the bride is pushing into him. What a calling we have and what a treasure we have. All our thinking, all our doing, all our praise to the glory of God. Amen? So what can we take away from here? As prayer is essential, looking at the promises of God is essential. That's reading our Bible. But I want to put a challenge out there. If you don't have a prayer buddy, it's something what's worthwhile in our work, walk with God. Just someone you can meet with once a week, twice a week, even just once a month to get along. If I'm a guy, I would ask another guy to come and meet and we can just discuss and pray together, seeking more strength, more deepness with God and uh, building ourselves, finding that fullness of God for our lives. So let's pray. I want to pray for Murray as well, since he, on Monday, we know that he has the treatment. But, uh, yeah, we just can just come to a point where we're just in so awe that we can experience this even. How can we, who are we, you know? I'm nothing, you know? How can we 
have this relationship with God where he gives us that strength, that we can stand on him. Think about it for a bit. So much for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, that you've come, that you've come to see your fullness in us, that you want to experience that deep relationship as we walk in life and we send our roots deeper into you, Lord, asking for strength, asking for all these things, you supply them. And we hear test me after test me of your goodness, Lord. You're always good. Just so we pray for Murray as well, going through this uh, time of treatment. We just lay outwardly, you, Lord, just pray for your goodness to um, testify through that. Even though uh, outwardly is wasting away, we do pray for supernatural healing in his body. But thank you, Lord, for the man he is. We pray that you'll renew him day by day inwardly, continue to give him that inwardly strength. And also for all of us as we seek that, Lord, we're all going through different things. And we just pray that you'll strengthen us, help us not to lose heart, help us to see who you really are, help us to see the bigger picture, but also these other tasks that you have for us in life, Lord, that we want to run that race. We want to come to the end and see you face to face and you say, oh, you're a good and faithful servant. That's what we want to hear, Lord. And we just pray for your guidance in that in life as we push into you, as we step out into you. Lord, give us strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.